Last time on Good Neighbors. The gang has reconvened. Cassius tricks the hodag into letting him go. Beck and June come to the rescue and fend off the monster that's been attacking everyone. Flint learns that this new threat is the one that ruined his life all those years ago. side of Flint's shed. Everyone nearly comatose at this point. Bandages applied and all of that normal first aid stuff anyone would have reasonably done by now. Can we heal? Yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with like normal first aid, does that negative one go away? Or do we need magical healing? Uh, if you have been, uh, if you like take the time to properly heal it, that negative one will go away, yeah. Okay. Uh, but if you magically heal it, it'll go away faster, effectively. Okay. But if you take time to rest and just, like, let your bones sit, you it'll go away, yeah. Mm. Consider the daytime safe time to plan, do whatever it is you need to do, and your, like, ongoing, like, debuffs will go away. So, this monster, it, you're gonna laugh, but it's called a chupacabra. Mm. That's why no one believes you. Everyone thinks you're being funny. Doesn't that thing just, like, fuck with goats? Yeah, no. Uh, That's a myth. I killed just about everybody I know as a uh, college student and made everyone think I was crazy, so... Yeah. Um, Lee, since I saw it, can I roll Investigate a Mystery? Yeah, by all means. I think this might be the first time I've rolled this uh, the entire game. <laughs> I think you did once earlier. All right, that's an eight plus. I'm good at this. I should do this more. That's a ten total. <laughs> uh, all right, beautiful. Hold two. What happened here? What sort of creature uh, is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? And also, uh, this information is uh, in joint with you also talking to the people who've who know about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm assuming this is kind of coming out as I'm talking with Flint and we're, like, pulling up books on it and stuff, and I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, it had these spines, and oh, yeah, it's long fingies. Uh, I think what can hurt it. Hmm. Uh, so, I think you would know, and are, are fairly certain at this point, that uh, uh, this thing is like an unstoppable killing machine. Uh, it is weirdly hardy despite its size, uh, and it is so fast, it's unlikely that hits you make will really hit that deep. Uh, like, it will dodge a lot of the things you throw at it. Um, but you know that it always retreats to safety long before the sun rises. Flint, you had a guess before, but you're fairly certain now. This thing is effectively a vampire. This thing won't die until it's caught in sunlight. So we gotta fucking treat this thing like it's the goddamn Flash. But, uh, like, keep it out during the day. Lee. Yeah? 
Did I wind up taking the corpse of the baby that I killed? You buried it, if you recall. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I... I beat one of the one... One of the kids. Thought I killed it, but... I think it might still be out there. Or you did kill it, and its mom is just out for revenge. Uh, second question, Lee. Uh, what is being concealed here? Uh, I think specifically June is trying to figure out the uh, intelligence factor that seems to be at work. For sure. Uh, based uh, on your discussions with everybody... It's, it really feels like an assassination plan. This thing is not smart enough to, like, know who you guys are, what you do, or that you are necessarily dangerous. It just has, like, really powerful instincts and able to avoid things and think, uh, make sexual decisions at, like, a really fast pace. It, it might attain intelligence one day, uh, as the way monsters can kind of evolve like that. But it doesn't have it right now. So what is being concealed here is for sure it's been controlled somehow. Okay. No one knows for how long. If this thing is resistant to magic, it's likely to break out of it. This is not a safe thing to do to this kind of creature. But. This was like being. Godfather 2, you know, kill all the enemies at the end of the movie shit, but to us. Yeah. All right. I haven't seen Godfather 2, but I'll trust you or assess more. It might have been Godfather 3. It's been a hot minute. Godfather people don't yell at me on Twitter. Big Godfather fans in the, in the audience. In the audience, yeah. Yo, yell at me, I don't give a shit. I'll take you on. Fight me. <laughs> at them at them immediately. Yell at us about Godfather. Give us all yeah, your yeah. hot takes. Michael Corleone. Um, I'll fight you outside fun. of Wendy's. Come at me. Uh, only Wendy's. So, so June, June is going to, you know, regurgitate that, you know, with, like, looking at tomes in Flint Stewart's shed as I'm, like, standing, like, two feet away from it. Uh... Oh, this one says uh, that it's it's probably being controlled by some sort of spell. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll reiterate that whatever you find in the book also tells you like that can't last that long. Mm. There's a time limit on it, and the chupacabra is probably going to be pissed at whoever's holding the uh, the leash. Uh, I'm more worried about the fact that. There seems to be a couple of them in town, and when that leash gets let go, it's just going to start slicing in every direction. Not targeting us, but everyone, and there won't be survivors. What dark wizards do we know? There was that uh, fucking asshole on the news. Carla. Is she still on the news? Can we check that? <laughs> uh, no. They have like a weirdly <laughs> physically similar replacement that they have not addressed that she's not on the show anymore. Mm. Uh, they just hired someone who looked kind of like her to cool, keep cool. doing the show. Uh, I, I should know his Pretty name, uncanny. but I, I'm, I'm blanking on it. The, the fucking Duke or whatever. Oh, the Baron? Baron? The Baron, yeah. Beck, didn't you piss yeah. him off or something? I mean, so, yeah. But I... him out of a bar? Yeah, yeah. I... I figure that this was the beacon. I, I mean, I guess they worship monsters more than control them, but like... Eh. Maybe they leveled I'm, up. 
Yeah, my money's still on the beacon. So's mine. Well, the reporter lady, she's with the beacon, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so that's that they're they're one option together, I guess. I think uh Hector is at this point passed out. I'm throwing a blanket over him. Is Hector stabilized? Yeah, okay. won't die, but has, was on the brink of it. Mm. You got any plan to find that spear, Flint? Nothing yet, but uh who do you guys care about? Uh you guys? Uh because Jesus Christ. If they can't fight or if they're not in a shape to fight, we need to get them here. Because nowhere else is safe. Yeah. Are Shalomay and Rashida here as well? They came right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can I borrow Shalomay's phone you know, and call Dana? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think Rashida has also passed out because she's a kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gonna let yeah. her hold on to Gert. If she wants to, I'm not gonna force her to. <laughs> yeah, she does, sure. I don't think she's she loves spooky stuff. She is not weirded out yeah. by the by Gert at all. Perfect. Match um, made in hell or heaven. Or the monster she's like, where's my spider? Yeah. Can uh, can someone yeah. in the shed bring me a phone? Yeah, there's a payphone right across the street. Oh, cool, cool. I think I'm using Chalamet yeah. to call Dana right now. So I you think can that use it that, after though. Uh, just fishes uh, Hector's out of his pocket. And uses like his thumbprint to open it. Totally works. Yeah. There you go. Oh, thanks. Uh, Soren, were you gonna do the conversation with Dana? I'm gonna call her. Did she pick up? Yeah. yeah. Uh. Hi. Uh. <clears throat> Remember that one conversation we had where I was like, "Oh, if anything's gonna come after you, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you know. You know, I'll give you." Uh, well, do you know that storage shed place? Could you uh, come meet me down there, please? Because, um, what did what did you do? I didn't do anything for once in my whole entire life. I did nothing other than um, walk towards a cellar. So, um, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I'll explain it when you get here. I promise. Um, just uh, quick as you can, let me grab essentials. Am I in danger? Yep. Yeah. We see uh, a camera shot of Dana, but like from like the neck down with her hair kind of dangling in front of her a little bit, and her hand starts trembling on the phone. And she hangs up, and I think, yeah, I mean, we see her, she like starts packing her bags uh, and starts to like sprint out of the house. Uh, she also brings like a kitchen knife and she looks like confused of like, is this anything? Probably not. Yeah, fine. And as like a source of like confidence brings it along, gets in her car. Can I use let's get out of here by like texting her with like instructions and advice for how to get here safely? Like yeah, ways to avoid a tail or alternative routes to get here, stuff like that. Sure. Uh, she is your ally, so you don't need to convince her of anything, but you're protecting her mm -hmm. for sure. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a uh, six. Can I get any help, help from someone? Yes, yeah, and someone's yeah, like texting, just be like, 
Yeah, Flint, please, do you know what this monster's Ooh, like? Ooh, that's also a six. Anyone want to help out Flint? <laughs> can I use I power can try. <laughs> I guess monster, technically, right? <laughs> the monster Fuck. we're fighting is bad luck. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I guess, I guess it's only when you're physically fighting the monster is a thing. Yeah, well, yeah, just as whenever you're fighting a monster, which is fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it would, it would be a stretch. It would be a stretch. Yeah, my six, my six was to help out. <laughs> Becker June, want to help out? The help out. I start will, a little daisy chain. I will try, but I have no cool. We are off to a spectacular uh, start here. Five. All right, I will help <laughs> out Flint. This is absurd. No one's cool. If I were a good keeper, I would call it here. That's, uh, that's a that's a nine on helping out Flint. Oh, great. <laughs> we, we can't yeah, how do you here, fuck though. this up? What did he need help with again? Was just texting directions or something? It's, it's the protect someone role, like instructions on how to stay safe and like kind of avoid basic monster detection, like general safety rules and stuff like that. Uh, I think that. Bex like is just shooting too many things at Cassius that he kind of can't get them down uh, accurately, or they get jumbled up. Okay. So, you protect them okay. I will say that Dana gets there. I will say she is safe for now. As you, as you did get a seven total. <laughs> After all that. Uh, Flint shoots uh, Lewis, another like uh, grandparent using a computer for the first time, uh, text message explaining the situation. On my way, sir. And then grabs the communicator. Hey, uh, Agent Wada, uh, I got your boss. Can you hear me? You hear? Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, you're not safe where you are. We cut to Wyetta and Deckard. Uh, in their concrete bunker, looking at all of the dead bodies uh, with their, like, guns pointing everywhere. Clearly freaking the fuck out. <laughs> they are, like, grabbing, like, the big guns off the walls and things like that and uh, strapping into, like, you know, body armor, more protective gear, stuff like that. And they say, why is your shit any better than any of, any of our shit? Uh, bibbidi-bobbidi-abracadabra bullshit. Fucking hate it. Fine. <laughs> they, I, I mean, they're they're not stupid. They saw that their stuff didn't work, and you are alive audibly. So, I think the only reason that I survived last night because it was hunting us is because I spent most of the evening in my shed. Right now, we have to assume that this is the one place we can put our loved ones. We can put our friends. Where? Fuck. I I don't have a plan. I don't. I can't be point. I. Fuck. Flint, it's okay. Beck, what are you doing with your people? Because I'm assuming there's too many of them and there's too many devils to stash them all here. True, it is getting cramped. I, I think that the... The Warkies could probably hunker down and protect themselves somewhere, but I also know that they just took a big hit, so they're probably going to need a bit to recuperate. Do we just want to put them together and assume that there's some sort of safety in numbers if both groups are at one spot? Yeah, probably. I, I just I know Chuck is really good at like 
and protection magic and you know heavy defense. So, do you want to do you want to send them to the bar? Okay. Yeah. Here's an idea. During the daytime, I think we're going to be relatively safe. During the night is when we have to be worried. We put non-combatants or those who are already injured in the shed. And we use that as communication space. We use the bar as sort of a barracks for us to operate and move out of. Anyone who can fight and protect themselves. We plan from the bar with them. We move from the bar with them. This is a last resort fallback point, and this is where we put anyone who's too injured to be out there swinging knives and stuff. Which one of you is a better shot? And at this point, Flint is digging through his stuff and opens up a, uh, uh pulls out a black, uh, long plastic suitcase. I'm, I'm not, I'm not awesome with guns. I've been wondering if my weird ghost tentacles can each hold a gun, and if I could have, like, eight or nine guns up behind me and, like, pull all shooting at once, but I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> Galactopus. Yeah, sort of a Doc Ock with Glocks. I think I read that in a Spawn comic once, and Flint opens up the uh, suitcase, and there's just flat out a fucking assault rifle there. That tracks. Yeah, is that Walmart? Yeah. Rashida, go back to bed. <laughs> hey, Flynn, you got anything other than dungarees back here? <laughs> oh, I forgot he was in his goddamn underwear. Ah. <laughs> uh, I love the distance because it's a tiny ass shed. <laughs> Yeah, I got some jorts over in the left-hand corner. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I imagine homemade comes out, comes out in like in a, a cut-off Ed Hardy t-shirt <laughs> and, and jorts. That's great. Ah, <sighs> <sighs> oh, shit. Can somebody get? Well, I think I, I might think- have an idea on how. We might be able to find the spear, but I don't know shit about magic, and this would probably require some pretty big magic. <laughs> wink. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, so, say more. So we might, we might, I, I would need your help and we'd need to plan it, but, and it might not even work. I don't even know, what the, I don't know how the fuck that shit works, but. I have an idea. I don't know if we want to wait until we assemble our forces. Or if you want me to just sort of spitball. I mean, I guess it kind of sounds like a daytime mission, right? I imagine. I don't know how close Yeah, that's be. probably for the best. Yeah. So what's your plan? Well, right. So, uh... Recently, I've I've been able to see things a little better that aren't there or that are there that are there in ways I wasn't aware of before and sort of just started happening. But when I look at Rashida and the Hodag, I can see 
a connection of energy. And when I look at myself and I look at Gert, I can see a connection of energy. So if you spiritually are so connected to the spear that every lifetime you're able to find it again and wield it, there must be some kind of connection I can find there. Some sliver of energy that maybe with the help of some magic, we might be able to see. Um, I know that there's magic that can help you see a place that you're not. So maybe with my psychic abilities and a sort of a weird science tinfoil mind link to a magic user, I could locate the signal and the magic user could trace it. All right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, science sounds sound there. Science sounds sound is crazy. Yep, that makes total sense to me. A crazy person. <sighs> All right. Uh, are, so you, are you doing this now? <laughs> I mean, do we? Can, can we? <laughs> I think. I think right now would be whatever we would have to roll to figure out what we need to do it. Maybe uh, we already rolled for the Laney. This big magic has a bunch of components. Mm-hmm. Let me. Let me. Let me get you. So, big magic. Use this when you want to do more than the use magic effects. Tell the keeper what you want to do. I feel like I know what you want to do. Uh, I may require you to spend a lot of time uh, researching ritual. You may need to experiment with the spell. There'll be lots of failures before you get it right. Uh, you need some rare and weird ingredients and supplies. It'll take a long time, hours or days to cast. Uh, you need a lot of people to help. The uh, spell needs to be cast at a particular place and or time. Mm-hmm. You need to use magic as part of the ritual. Perhaps some... Yeah, of course, obviously. Okay. I got it. Uh, you obviously need to use magic as part of the ritual. Uh, I will say that you need a lot of people to help, obviously, because you need uh, Flint to make the contraption, Cassius to be the psychic, uh, wizards to do the magic of, you know, where did it go. Uh, and uh, I will say uh, you will you will do a little bit better if you have Delaney with you as a literal ghost. Yeah, that, I, was, I was thinking. Uh... And I will say that the spell will likely, uh, the spell itself will probably be quick, but like preparation for it, building the thing, uh, slowly sensing it out and what have you, will take hours to cast. Okay. All right, who wants to, who wants to help me talk to Mr. Delaney? Uh, I am excellent at talking to ghosts. True. Do you speak Gaelic? Nope. But I... But I'm great at charade. I think it's funnier if June or Beck don't go, who can just cast the spell that translates, but we can do whatever we want. Alright. Be that way. And Flint starts walking towards Delaney's office. Yeah, it's, it's just like a little block on yeah. the cell here. Uh, and he says hello, and Flint, you hear it in Gaelic, and Cassius, you hear it in English. Hey! You can communicate with spirits freely as part of the site. Hey! It does not matter. Hell yeah! Just, just looked at it, that is how it works. That's, That's awesome. fucking crazy. That's amazing! You could say he speaks a dead languages? <laughs> when it's a spirit doing it. <laughs> yeah. How are you, Ocean? Uh, uh, 
says somewhere in Gaelic, and uh, Cassius, you hear effectively, Papa! Delaney <laughs> <laughs> has a sense of humor that no one has been able to connect with for the entire time. Uh, Delaney, um, something from Flint's past is coming for us, and we need that spear. And we have an idea, and it's loose right now, but we may be able to find it if you can help us. Whatever you need. I've been trying to find the spear for some time. I'm fairly certain I'm close, but I don't know. Well, obviously they have a Gaelic accent, but mm-hmm. I can't. We can't auto tune that. <laughs> Looking back and forth at the two of them, just uh, <laughs> wait, Cassius. He understands you. Uh, I guess so. I would hope so, or else we're guessing very well. <laughs> uh, all right then. It all sounds very similar. I'm uh, sure. <laughs> can you can you tell them that uh, I have no idea how to beat what we're dealing with? But I remember Ocean mentioning that if I found that spear, there was nothing I couldn't stop. I will reiterate that. Is this true? Uh, investigate a mystery. You may use the site to communicate with spirits to investigate mysteries. Do you want me to roll it, or do you want Flint? Uh, you would roll it, because you're the talker. The only one that, yeah. like, uh, Flint can roll help out if necessary, because he is communicating with you. I will need it. Yeah, it's a f- six. Uh, seven? Whew, just barely made it. Uh, you can hold one. Uh, and I, this feels like, what can it do? Uh, to me, but I mean, you, whatever one feels relevant to you. Uh, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What is, what is it going to do? What is being concealed here? And I'll answer with as much as Delaney knows. I mean, it'd be great if he could just tell us where it went. But, he did say he does uh, not know, so I can't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think what can it do is probably good. I don't really want to uh, hurt it. So uh, When he said there was nothing he couldn't stop, it meant that in a very literal sense. Uh and as he explains it, the spear, if it pierces a monster, is stuck where it is. It is the thing that lets you hold it until, you know, whatever it is you're, you're otherwise doing. If it's like a monster that has like a fluid form or can fly or has you know, super it, speed, it has super speed, it'll be stuck in place while pierced by the spear and the and Flint is holding it. Mm. It has the restraining tag, but like super. All right. Yeah, that could work. I thought it was just going to, like, make me glow and fly and be as fast as the thing, but that works just as well. I thought, you know, I'd be able to lift mountains and have glorious long hair and be a... Your, your hair is glorious and long. Your hair is glorious and long. Just kidding. I don't think he actually understood you. I can't remember <laughs> if Delaney understands English or not. <laughs> um, you lose track of these things. All right, so Delaney will help. Delaney will help. All right. I need to figure out exactly what I'm building here, then. I'm guessing it's... Hit me with some fake side shit. So what I'm guessing is what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to connect both me and Cassius. Cassius is going to need to be connected to me in some way to be able to see the magic I'm connected to. And we're going to be using the other two to power up this machine using their big magic. The sort of machine I'm looking at is going to be a three-piece machine. One piece is going to be what uh, June and Beck and Co. uh, channel magic into, which is going to connect via mm, copper wire 
to a colander that's going to be... <laughs> it's getting weirder, I love it. ...on Cassius's head. The colander is going to be hooked up to a pair of infrared goggles, which are going to be linked up to a... Oh, what's it called again? When they put all the ping pong... A bunch of ping pong balls attached to a morph suit. Mocap? A mocap suit that I'm going to wear that the... Uh, the infrared goggles are going to be locked on. So while I move in the mocap suit, <laughs> these in- magically enchanted infrared goggles that Cassius is using will be allow- uh, allowing Cassius to see things I'm connected to from a distance. I, I love that you could have gone for like a Star Trekky, like spectrometry, some like techno babble nonsense. But I could listen to this for literally ever. <laughs> All I wanted was the colander on the head. Ugh. I love the old lady who swallowed a fly bullshit you're doing. That's great. Uh, so that that's the plan I have, at least. I've always wondered how Cerebro worked. And now I know. There's a, a 80 different uh, wizards trapped behind Cerebro's walls, just all, all having to pump energy in. Uh, don't forget, Beck has black magic that can... Ask questions of the universe, right? That's a good Maybe point. figure out where things go. All right, we're going to need a second colander. We're going to create a recursive loop. Uh, Beck's colander is actually going to have uh, two springs attached to it with uh, metal balls at the end. And as Beck and June pour the energy in, some of it's going to go to you to help uh, create a view. And the uh, colander on Beck's head is going to be a... Uh, uh, spreading that black magic out into the room, sort of, uh, what's it called again, when all of the lasers hit a room and it works with the mocap machine to really get a good feeling of where people are moving in a room. No Doesn't point. matter. That's what we're doing with Beck's black magic. <laughs> are filling, I don't know what it is, but we're going to do it. We're filling the room with Beck's black magic, so when I move in the mocap machine, it gives off signals <laughs> that you're going to be able to see with your goggles. This sounds like bullshit, but I don't know enough about arcane engineering to refute it. No, no, it's it's perfectly rooted in science, right, Hector? That's where stars come from. (laughs) Hector wakes up for a second. Yep, you got it, bud. Back down. Uh, All right. Well, Jesus H. Fuck, guys. Uh, Big magic, of course. Uh, We're going to need multiple different things going on here. Flint. Roll weird science. Cassius, roll sensitive. Uh, uh, Beck and June, pick one each. Uh, is use magic and one help out. Uh, okay. You roll magic, I'll roll help out. Sure. Please, I need help. <laughs> Instead of the usual uh, uh, success, success, or, or failure, failure, uh, let's hit a total. Let's hit... What's four of you? Let's hit... Let's hit 28. Okay. You can hit 28. I'll just give it to you flat out. I got a 10. Got a 6. I got a 7. I got a 8. It's the 31. Uh, All right, team. Uh, Let's describe it part piece by piece, what the whole series of bullshittery looks like. Uh, So, Flint, as the progenitor, start the very beginning of what this looks like, and we'll go around the room. All right. So there is a metal and glass box in the center of the room. Everything seems to have been, like, pushed off to the sides. 
and there is a metal and glass box in the center of the room. And you know those uh, electric ball things that you can put your hand on and uh, yeah. the electricity? That's in the center of this box. There are two wires coming out of the box, one to a colander on Cassius's head that has a pair of goggles attached to it. Mm-hmm. And the other one is on a colander on Beck's head with uh, essentially Tesla coil looking things made out of springs, sticks, and tin uh, metal rods and tin foil. Can we have like a, a little like a, a playset colander on Gert? Yes, there. We'll put a little playset colander Thank on you. Gert. I just there, I just want her to feel included, really. There, she she gives you like a thumbs up, and it's very <laughs> again the sort of physical movable body that you can see is very off-putting. Yeah, <laughs> there is slots in the uh, metal and glass box that June's tendrils will fit into, but nothing else will, and that will allow June to manipulate the electric ball in the center. And Flint is in a green morph suit with a bunch of ping pong balls attached to it. Okay. (laughs) Beck, what's the magic part look like? Can I request that Hector is awake for this part because I just want him to see how stupid this looks. He is, and he's very angry. <laughs> he woke, he was delirious before, and now he is awake, and he's very angry. And also, Wyetta and Deckard are here, and they are also dumbfounded. Okay. Beck closes their eyes, is sort of tracing sigils into the air with their hands, uh, and recites an incantation. Uh, and starts to perform magic, which is sending little waves of, like, orange electricity up her arms, and then between her two goddamn alien antenna, there is, like, a continuous connected spark of electricity as the machine is partially powered. June, how do you operate the machinery? I think June is pushing... Lots of buttons and spinning dials and really just trying to make it look like they were paying attention whenever Flint was techno babbling and uh, giving instructions. And it's gone too long now and June is too afraid (laughs) to to ask for help. And like June isn't allowed in the storage shed. So June is, you know... It's been hard to to listen and even hear anything. So June is just like really trying to make it look like they're doing a lot, but not quite sure if they're hitting the right shit or not. Is this something? Yeah, this is something. I love the the role played error. That's great. Uh, and Cassius, you can tell based on the visuals something is going wrong in the process. You are not sure where. But you are a psychic man. <laughs> How do you fix it with sensitive? Uh, so, uh, so I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> um, some, because none of this makes any fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> um, That's big magic, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, God, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of how to fucking solve <laughs> You succeeded, so you will be fine. Just make something up. You're fine. 
Uh, I think maybe you can feel like a lot of like the weird currents, uh, like ebbing and flowing at unusual rates. Uh, the way Flynn described it is like you were gonna get like a, basically a surge of, of kind of telekinetic power here. Uh, it's gonna like expand your maybe radius of effect here, and it's like really ripply, like dropping pebbles into water. Gotcha. Uh, I think Cassius is like maybe grabbing at these like waves of energy and trying, but not quite grabbing. So he like. I think, I think he pulls, like, a flashlight out of his pocket and dumps out the batteries and then just, like, sticks one on his tongue. And it just, like, and his, he just kind of passes <laughs> out. But as he goes unconscious, uh, finally, like, his his delta waves slow down enough to latch onto whatever the signal is and uh, amplify it to uh, uh, show us the way. Okay. Flint's briefly as Cassius digs into your soul with his psychic powers, uh, you recall the faint memory of Martin saying something about a demon. And Cassius, you kind of hear it in the back of your mind and you get a sneaking suspicion. And you find yourself walking through town at like a really rapid pace. Like you can kind of like scroll through it almost. And uh, led by this sort of mysterious trickle, trickle of memory. And... Uh, you find yourself at a place you've been before. You're in the Baron's antique shop. He's sitting there, happily giggling away, writing something in mysterious notebooks and polishing toys and porcelain and throwing random shit out. Walks back into a back room that looks like it goes on forever, where you see rows upon rows of wooden filing cabinets. And you hear him whistling, and whistling, and having a wonderful time, and vanishing into the distance. And you snap back. Oh, God. Nine volts straight to the face. It feels like fifth grade again. Flint's still trying to, like, do a dance in the mocap suit, thinking it's helping. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, the static electricity really, uh, <laughs> Like, <laughs> rubbing his feet along the carpet. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, uh... Dude, it was funny that you <laughs> mentioned the Baron earlier. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, it seems like, uh, maybe he's, uh, you know, got a little uh, trinket that we need in his... Big old filing cabinet room. In retrospect, it feels painfully obvious that he would have it, but yeah. Like, yeah. Do, you, do you think he could have given it to us back when we were looking at looking for June? Was, maybe, was that why he came to the bar? Ah. That would have been helpful. Yeah, we can't let people skip the first arc. We got to keep going back to it. Give me a give me a second to see what I got in my storage shed. Uh, what are you trying to do? I'm going to roll on armory to see what I have that kills demons. <laughs> uh, that's a 10. That means... uh, You have it. Uh, Lee, as the keeper, I will let you decide. What do I have that demons really don't like? Uh, demons, curiously, really don't like salt, which I might have addressed with some other monster beforehand, but it's still true here. Uh, uh, in a lot of popular fiction that you know of, salt doesn't kill them, but it does, like, weirdly ward them off. 
uh, and then gets imbued into like a lot of uh, monster killing weapons like swords have Ixodium in it uh, which may make a more brutal sword but makes a sword that makes a, a demon more pissed off they rarely actually die uh, but you can usually uh, in most mythologies uh, either banish them back to from whence they came or weaken them so that they are so severely wounded that they don't regenerate or, or return to power for like hundreds of years alright so who's cool do we want to go in there and like try to strike up a bargain or do we want to go in there and bully the shit out of the baron I mean Beck could you just bed, like could you just do that thing you did at the bar and just get him out of his own shop or do you think that wouldn't work in his own domain well the thing is they might need to be the one that lets us into the back room uh, it might be magically warded or something Oh, right. I keep forgetting magic exists. I figured we could just pick the lock, but I'm, that makes sense. That's a good thought. I could banish him or could try if, if force comes uh, worse, but that doesn't like throw him into the, the shadow realm. It just plops him somewhere else, probably in Constance. Yeah, June? by that time we have the spear. You've, you've dealt yeah. with the Baron the most. Do you think bullying him will work? Uh, like, he'll want to make a deal. We'll need a show of strength in order to, you know, make him willing to talk. But The last time that he was offering us information, what he wanted in exchange was Legrand's, the magic spell book that my sect uses, uh, which I'm not like, on heading over, but I guess in a similar vein, if we had another magical artifact? Uh, well, what if what if we bluff him, right? What if we tell him we want a different artifact to get into the back room? Get him to show us that one, and while we do, someone else sneaks off and finds the spear. I might be able to double talk my way into that kind of a secure location with maybe with the help of someone who could ne negotiate dar darkly Cash just became very meta. <laughs> I have a, a powerfully evil spell book that boosts my magic, but I, I, I tend not oh. to use it because it feels icky. The, the born book. Um, yes. What, what do you want? Book from what an did actual you, wait, nightmare what? of mine. Where did you get this? That happened during the James Pale saga. You guys saw him yeah, like yeah. reward me with it, and then y'all thought I was evil, and then Flint fucking shot me. It was a rubber bullet. I thought you were just starting a book club. I didn't know that did something. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It, it, it boosts my powers, but uh, it feels wrong. So Wait, I, I, I mostly just like pet it, you know, like Pippin with the Palantir. June. Reassuring. Here's, here's my question. At this point, the Baron might be a bit, uh cautious about pissing us off too much. If they ask for more than we're willing to give, why don't we just make their life fucking awful? Oh, yeah, I'm all for that. You know, I think he'll want to make a deal, and I think if uh, if the deal isn't too shitty in, a, in the interest of time, we take it, and if it's more than we're willing to give, we just kick his fucking ass and take it. Excellent. Uh, Lee. How reasonable would it be for Flint to have a couple uh, humidifiers lying around, battery-operated? Yeah, fine, by me. Perfect. I like that Flint 
has a collective set of assets that he could probably sell and have like a stable living situation. Cool. Uh, I'm going to mix some salt with some water. Oh, I love that. Ah, yeah. uh, modernism. Oh, that's like when that priest blessed Iceman when they were fighting those vampires. That's pretty fucking rad. I didn't know that happened. That's pretty fucking cool. There was like five years where the X-Men were just in San Francisco fighting vampires for some reason. <laughs> the thing that has me worried about the Baron is that like, wasn't the Baron and, and James in some sort of like stalemate or power struggle? Yeah, they were in a stalemate and we wiped the person they were in a stalemate with. I guess, but not easily. No, I just not don't easily. want us to try to have too much on our plate between chupacabras, plural, and the Baron. Not easily, but we're going Ooh. into this highly prepared. We know what the Baron is. We've got plenty of what can hurt him. And if all else fails, you've thrown him out of a bar once. If we go in and present a tough front, we can even make it seem like I've taken over James's operations. Uh, that might... Uh, put him off his mojo a bit. Okay. We don't want to seem scared. We want no. him to take us seriously. Well, why wouldn't he? And Beck flings like one of the little baubles that's on her colander hat. <laughs> Hector, you take us seriously, right? There is a collective groan. <laughs> I adjust my Ed Hardy cutoff tank top. Right, so, uh, Beck, let's get, let's get you your big sword, huh? Oh, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna be okay. Uh, and, uh, I think Beck has, like, a duffel bag, uh, with her, and she pulls out Chuck Hayes' sword. Is it a katana? It is a ninjato, which is, I don't believe a real sword that ever actually existed in history, aside from when people thought ninjas used them. Uh, but it's like a straight-bladed katana. It's, it's pretty well made. Dope. All right, so let's just hop in the van and head out. Do we go to the Barrens? Or do we have to go somewhere else first? I think we're just going straight to the Barrens. Mm. I, I don't think we have time to waste. You guys keep an eye on my shed, uh, coffee makers in the back. Uh, and don't touch the grenade rack. See ya. What? <laughs> the door shuts closed. You take the van on over to, uh, I don't believe we ever even named the store. Uh, so I, I like that it's just kind of like it's a fitting. hole in the wall kind of place. Yeah. Uh, that you only know about if you know about. And uh, if you recall, you have to like walk down a set of stairs into, into a brick building. Uh, it has one of those like big glass windows kind of up front that has this sort of old-timey looking carnival box lettering on it. And it's a bunch of like kind of mindless tchotchkes and porcelain and, and what have you. And vaguely like appropriative stuff to be like, ooh, mystical. Uh, knowing full well that the mayor doesn't give a shit what value they have to who or whatever. And you walk in the door and it's open. It was left unlocked. And so is the back door. And the Baron is nowhere to be seen. Maybe some, uh, can I read a bad situation? Yeah! <laughs> it's, uh, five. Not too great at reading bad situations. Uh, to this, this looks like a convenient turn of events. The Baron, not, <laughs> I think you were very focused on other things. 
left it left himself open. I'm gonna just start fucking beelining for the back door, being like, guys, fucking fucking hell. This could be the fucking for once things work out for us, right? Am I right? <laughs> Go for the door. I guess so. Is there we'll like signs way. of struggle in the shop? Like anything that indicates that a chupacabra was in here? Well, I did, I did see him go back here, so maybe he hasn't come back since I saw him go. Baron? You enter the very first back room, where, uh, also, I mean, nothing in the shop is near that. If you wanted to, like, steal weird tchotchkes, you could. Hell um, yeah, I do. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just grabbing random shit, stuffing it in my pockets, uh, which is, I do, as a mundane, uh, when I use a luck, I find something weird. I know. So, I, got, I know what's going to happen. Don't worry. Feel free to just put anything I grab in here in my pocket as the thing I find from the luck. Yeah. Uh, can I roll investigation to check for traps? That would still be read about situation, but absolutely. Uh, that's an eight. Hold one. Um, dangers we haven't noticed. This place looks like weirdly old, not not up to date, which you know a lot of Constance isn't. But like this seems like even more so. It's got like like really really old rug underneath it. As you pass into the room with the wooden filing cabinets, a lot of them have scratches on it, which generally kind of look like wear and tear. But you're smart at this game now. You know what's up, and you can see that some of them line up into sigils, and your instinct is 100% correct. This whole place ready for you guys, is trapped. And the file cabinet doors open, and we hear, Hello, children! And the door behind you slams shut. 